Listener Production. On today's episode of Footy Talk, we're talking all things Gather Round. What a ripping weekend it was in Adelaide. Indeed, the Bombers have set the stage for a ripping Anzac Day clash with the Pies. And the Saints could be without their young gun, Caminiti, who might be spending some more time back at his auntie's restaurant after an off-the-ball incident with Nathan Murphy. All to come on Footy Talk. Ah, yes, it is the Footy Talk podcast for you Monday. Daisy Thomas all the way from Adelaide and in the Melbourne studios. As I look down the line, I see the wonderful, magnificent, splendid and fresh-looking Jay Zick Clark and Abby Holmes as well. Welcome, team. Hello, Daisy. How are you feeling, mate? Give us a real honest appraisal. Uh, to what, 10 o'clock in the morning on a Monday. You're in Adelaide. You've had a massive uh, time at the footy. You sound a little dusty. Yeah. Well. Uh, no, I've, uh, I had myself a good time, but I got up this morning, I went to the gym, I went for a run, no, so I'm didn't. feeling Don't good. Lie. I did yoga at City of Churches. I spent an hour and a half in the confessional, so I've had a good time. Did you I've check had out some of Adelaide's best establishments last night? I'm, I'm thinking Red Square, Ooh, yes. Dog and Duck, maybe yes. even Ride the Bull at the Wool Shed. Yeah, look, there was some bull riding going on at the Wool Shed. Uh, I can't believe how good the city has been of Adelaide, yeah. obviously. Thrown their doors open to the wider community. Everybody has been welcome, and the show that they put on was absolutely spectacular. I said sat there last night after doing the Geelong West Coast game and sat in the outer and watched the Pies take mm. on St Kilda. We were just in front of the AFL function. We had our own little area there just on the centre wing about two rows up. We had all the AFL bigwigs next to us. It is a magnificent venue to watch yeah. football. And what about the bloody games we had? Unbelievable. Yeah. So good. So good. And before we get stuck into that. Yep. Three votes to Peter Malinowskis. Ah, uh-huh, yes, and meniscus. <laughs> Peter Meniscus. And <laughs> the, just the South Australian public, we know that there were 60,000 people who also came in from interstate. But I, I'm a proud South Australian as it is. I know how much of a diehard footy state South Australia already is, but I was completely and utterly blown away with just the vibe around the place from Thursday to Sunday. There was people mm-hmm. there from 9am when the footy festival opened I think Daisy Pierce put it beautifully on Thursday night, actually, um, on, on Seven, and she said, it's got that same vibe as grand final week, but all 18 clubs, everyone's invited. So it was pretty special to be a part of it, and, and congratulations to SA, and they certainly earned the right to host that for another three years in the future. Absolutely. The big news is, of course, them getting it for the next three years, but it has been brilliant and it did. It had that grand final feel about it with all the activations at Festival of Footy walking across the bridge to the ground yesterday. It had that real grand final feel. Abs, you were across here. You love being a part of it. You'd be flat you didn't get an invite, Jay-Z. Yeah, the big, this is the Bobo? biggest thing that's happened in the AFL in the last 10 years. I'm, to, to, I don't mean to disappoint you here, Daisy, but not at all. Yesterday oh, I got to go to a mate's is, ba- barbecue that, for a Greek Easter no. thing. That's what you and, say when you do have severe. Yeah. No, no, I was wrapped. In oh, fact, and next year when you guys bugger off again, I'm definitely staying here once again. <laughs> I'm going to watch it on TV. Hang out with my friends. You and, were shattered. Um, and Are just, you dying on relax. the hill that even if you get invited next year, you're not going to come along? I'm not coming. No, you can <laughs> go have your Adelaide party without me. I'm at someone. Someone with considerable shoulders like mine has to keep the radio game and the publication afloat in Melbourne. So that's what I'm going to do. It was interesting to see because you picked up the load at late notice yesterday for the Sunday Rup, of course. Tom Brown was meant to be there. Apparently wasn't in the state anymore. He was absent and you bloke, everyone else was hungover. So that's what I had to deal with. um, (laughs) I got a text to see if I could fill in for the boundary gig that he didn't roll into. I'm having a beer last night. I'm in line to get a couple for uh, the Triple M boys as we're sitting outside. And who wanders past me on his phone? 
Tom Brown. He was very, he was there the entire weekend. Now, Thomas, aren't you meant to not be here? <laughs> he cracked it because he abused Mark McGowan and got caught out and then just threw the toys out of the cot and refused to show up for work all weekend. Mark I think McGowan that's the is next in the story. WA Premier. Cherno. Oh, that's the old stash when he uh, got defensive about the pies and rightfully right. so. Lay office, Mark McGowan. <laughs> Speaking yes. of them pies, what about the game we saw yesterday? The pies narrowly beating St Kilda. Now, this is two-part. The Pies, obviously, there was the out with Dugowie, but they were mm. good enough to win. But how good are the Saints going again? Again, we sit here on a Monday, and again, we are absolutely flabbergasted by what Ross Lyon has done. This was an amazing game of footy. And, and yes, the Pies were able to put the foot down in the third quarter and... and you know, Nick Dacos, what an incredible, oh, mm. incredible season he has putting together, a career-high 42 touches. And... I watched the interview with him post-game and he was actually shocked. He, he also had 800 metres gained or something ridiculous, but he's like, oh, did I? I had 42. Oh, no worries. Like he's, he is <laughs> he's incredible. He's taking the piss at the minute. He is taking he's the piss. He's genuinely taking the taking piss. Taking the piss. But this Pies side, they're, they're putting it all together, aren't yep. they? Like I understand they've, they've got their issues with the ruck situation at the moment, but everyone is contributing. They don't have any passengers and – yeah, the Saints were, you know, unlucky, I think. They came home strong late. If there was another minute or so, they might have actually rolled the pies. But um, that was just a, a genuine display of two quality sides um, going at it. It was a very good game. For me, it's the big story was the St Kilda brand, right, which stood up, didn't yep. it? You were looking at a team who have been so consistent over the first five weeks. They are – St Kilda fans will be sitting there going, right, we are ready for finals. On yesterday's evidence, the St Kilda Football Club, if they continue to track like this, will deserve their spot in the top eight. And when the big moments come, Daisy and Abby, they will be ready. And this is Ross Lyon, right? This is so – St Kilda played Carl, play Carlton this weekend, just to take this forward for a second. Carlton was the cl- club – who sort of gave Ross Lyon the job and then didn't and then sort of thought about it again and then pulled out and then he pulled out – it's like they're going to play this weekend and he is going to be the story because Carlton could have got him nothing against Michael Voss. Mm. But you see what he's doing with St Kilda now. It is so predictable. It is so reliable. And you see that one word brand. Daisy, what is it like? And Abby, what is it like when you be, when you become so predictable to each other that you know exactly how each game is going to play out? Because St Kilda, the criticism of them in years past is I, don't, I didn't know how they were trying to play. I couldn't tell. Yeah. I didn't know what they would bring each week. I know what the St Kilda Football Club is trying to do and how they're going to try and play every week. Well, predictability to one another is crucial. Mm-hmm. It's one of the, the biggest keys in footy, and and you said it exactly right. What Ross Lyon has, has got this team doing and the yep. way that he's got them playing and that brand. Yep. And even yep. Ross Lyon, he yep. looks like he's enjoying it. Yep. He's smiling. In the last few minutes yesterday, yep. He's smiling, yep. you know yep. what I mean? He's not worrying that if his side's going to lose this one in a close game. He was legitimately having a good time and, and probably just gobsmacked that his team were able to do that. And nearly pinched it. Nearly that, I th- pinched it. I thought that was a, high, that was a fr- I thought that was a free kick. I had sort of three beers deep at the time, but I'm pretty sure that was high contact <laughs> yeah. to Owens in the ruck. So they, and then they went forward. So I just think St Kilda fans are sitting there going, right, we've seen enough. We're there. How good was Rowan Marshall as well in those final minutes? Yep. Just. The ruck work and then the tap, getting the ball going their way to pile on, you know, what was it, three goals late? The, the entire one. game was incredible. 25 disposals, yeah. 32 hit outs, seven marks, five tackles, a goal assist. He was absolutely awesome. Brad Crouch was also huge. Yeah. They just are playing good team football at the minute. It's good to watch the Pies still humming along nicely. And it all now sets up. We've had gather round. We've had the Easter weekend. <laughs> and now we turn our attention to the 
Anzac Day clash, which is going to be massive. The Bombers, the Bombers just knocked off the Ds for fun. It was absolutely raining cats and dogs, and they said, yes, we're harder, we're tougher. They're four and one. And Four and one, the Bombers. Can you believe that, JZ? And credit, we might have the Zach Merritt fight a little bit later, later oh, does he? But credit will. to this football club, right? They napalmed the joint in August last year. Dave Barham, new president, came in, napalmed the whole board, the whole football department, turfed the whole setup out, and then brought in his new crew. And you see the brand they're playing under, I mentioned again, under Brad Scott, so much more reliably defensive. And they came yesterday against the team I thought was the premiership favourite. Yeah. And um, and scored 100 points on them, mm. Abby, for only the second time in three years. You don't score 100 points in Melbourne. And Essendon, with a with a makeshift patchwork forward line, yeah. got the job done. Yeah, 64 points to halftime. So their highest halftime score for the year and their highest halftime score against the Ds since 2013. Mm. And on the contrary, the most that the Ds have conceded in a half of footy since that 2018 prelim loss to yep. West Coast. So yep. we know that this Melbourne defence, yes, Jacob Lever wasn't there and he, he yep. obviously plays a massive part in that aspect of their game. But I was on the boundary on Saturday afternoon watching that game and, yeah, gee, they were impressive. They just beat Melbourne up. The, the pressure that they applied and then the speed on turnover just to go forward so aggressively. How about that handball from Jake Stringer as well? <laughs> Played in that game. That was so impressive. One of my, one of my, I guess, best moments from that game. But um, as soon as they had a handy lead and the heavens opened up, boys, the heavens opened up. The rain started absolutely pissing down. I, Biblical it was. Biblical. I was front and centre, copped it all. And I just want to add, right? Yep. I look to my right, Mark Rusciuto. He was one of my childhood heroes Tough growing man. up. Yep. Him, Goody, Bunge McLeod, my favourite three of Daisy the Daisy Thomas. No. He's there with his little brolly, right? But he he doesn't even hold his brolly. He has someone there holding it for him. Mm. He went down a few pegs in my mind. Yeah. But as a boundary rider, I've got a question. Go. At what point in time can you retreat? Because it absolutely pissed down. I'm not even saying it was a little sprinkle. I got drenched. Yeah. Did you stick it out? I or not? stuck it out. Yeah, yeah. That's so that's fearless abs. This is and we've seen this. You were doing your work for seven. We've yep. seen you doing it for triple M. When everyone else retreats, <laughs> yep. you just stick it out. You're hard, yep. you are tough. And that I'm making my way in this game. There's no chance in hell I would have been out there getting wet. No. I would have been demanding going inside. I would have demanded some heat warmers for my pockets yeah. and keep my hands warm and my tootsies. I ain't tough. You is tough, Abby Holmes. They breed them tough in South Australia. And I think Tom Brown didn't even show up just to go no, over that didn't. once again because of the weather. You know, <laughs> speaking on Essendon, do you know what they are brought, what, what, what this represents more broadly, right? A Tell mass- me. A massive changing of the guard in yeah. 2023 because we haven't touched on Adelaide yet, but Adelaide is part of this. Go the Ad, Yeah, Adelaide, St Ooh. Kilda and Essendon, right? They are into the eight and then teams who, like Richmond, we thought, you know, would definitely be in there. Fremantle, I thought, were a lock. Currently, Geelong's still out of the eight. These young teams and these teams with change at their football club have leapt into the eight and so far, Essendon, you so, say, well, they didn't play anyone over the first month. But then they come up against a really good outfit in Melbourne and pulled their pants down. So there is a changing of the guard happening, Daisy. There certainly is. We've got plenty more to talk. Hang around. We are going to be chatting Zach Merritt and why he may miss the big clash on Anzac Day. This is the Footy Talk Podcast.
Yes, this is the Footy Talk Podcast. Daisy Thomas, all the way from the beautiful city of Adelaide, as I look out of the Triple M studios, it is still blue skies. It is still the best place on earth for one week a year. Joining me, as always, Jay-Z Clark, Abby Holmes. And there is so much going on, Jay-Z. Your head must be about to pop. Give us some of the news real thick. Almost <laughs> exploding like yours is. Um, Daisy, hey, the big one is um, Zach Merritt. He's going to miss the Anzac Day blockbuster. Unless he can get off at the tribunal, you would expect uh, Essendon to challenge his one-match band because mm. he's in such good form. Mm. He's so important. That is a sensational season. Abby, but he did tip young demon Tommy Sparrow headfirst into the ground. And if the league is to be consistent, Daisy and Abby, then he has to go because Gary Rowan oh. got one match last week on Easter Monday. And then uh, Will Day from Hawthorne got two matches for these dangerous tackles. Nathan Broad earlier in the yeah. season. Adelaide. Patrick Parnell, four matches. So if it's consistent, Zach Merritt's got to go for one match and miss the game against Collingwood. Otherwise, she's a dog's breakfast. Well, that's the exact action that the AFL is trying to stamp out. So I can't see um, in any way, shape or form that we will be seeing him in Tuesday's clash for Anzac Day, which is so unfortunate because he is a crucial piece of that Essendon puzzle. There's no doubt about it. And yeah, I just can't see how he gets off that. As a player, I just... Uh, he did. He tackled it. It looked dangerous, but at the end of the day, the player hasn't got injured. So all this taking it down now to the potential to cause injury, like every action you do on a football field has potential to cause oh, injury. Hold but up. you're hold you're, up. Hold I, I, know, up mate. I know you don't like this, hold Jay, up. because but but what? When does it come to? Well, Where does you, it come? Well, do you Paddy want to punish the action or punish the outcome? Paddy we've been Dangerfield saying we flying with his studs up into someone's throat is more dangerous than the actual tackle that we saw on the weekend. You're right, yes. in, you're right in the sense that this is a really difficult one for the game because some things in football is a combative game. It's a, mm. it's well, a really tough game. this is the point game. that I'm trying to make. Yes. It, it is, becomes yes. a – yes, you have the option and at times you slam someone's head into the ground. You deserve to get weeks. But if it's all on potential to cause – Every action nearly has potential to cause some sort of serious injury. And I know what he's saying. However, we have moved in a new direction, and that is to protect yeah. players and their brain injuries, and that's what they are. Like, I think in five years' time, the players could be missing four weeks for concussions legislated. So we'll look back and go, oh, gee, lucky we, we changed the course of the game when we could. So this is one of those such incidents, and if we are going to protect the head, it simply has to happen. I know what you're saying, Dale, but um, Ooh, I think that... Ta- me. Dale. Yeah. <laughs> the, Sounds like mum. Tackle <laughs> technique has to change. And Will Day, though, if Will Day does that in the first week of finals and his team wins through and he costs himself a spot in a prelim and or a grand final for that tackling motion, I just don't see how that stacks up come the end of the season. I know at the minute there's a hard stance on it, but I can't see this continuing to be this strong throughout the season, rightfully or wrongfully, but I reckon already, Jay, we've seen at the tribunal, they're a little bit unsure of what they're doing. And that is that is the big difference and the worry for the game because you've got the match review doing one thing, that's the left hand, and the right hand doing something different in, in terms of last week with Lynch and Mackay. So there is, there is a lag between the two judicial functions and it will be interesting to see whether that tightens because Apparently, it confuses people. Will Paddy Dangerfield be cited for going studs up? The incident we talked about, he cut the times. He did a real Toby Green sort of taking a mark, and I understand exactly what he's doing. He's protecting the drop zone in the old-fashioned way that you did. But in terms of potential to cause, and this is the biggest thing in football at the minute, kicking someone in the throat's pretty dangerous. Yeah, it's borderline. I haven't done a if lot of work If this was Toby Green, Jay-Z, we would be looking at three weeks and there would be uproar. The only thing I would say is that his foot is still lower than his hip line, if you know what I mean. So it is still part of a, a marking. If his foot, if his foot his was above his... Below his hip line, it's his hip. foot. Well, if it, if it was above, I don't know, what do you call that? Sea level? The parallel. Yeah, that. If the it was horizon. above that, but it was still... 
it was still below that. So I think um, he can get off. The man, yeah, the man who's in trouble is Anthony Caminiti. Oh, like, no. My boy. He could, man. It's a three or four match suspension this one. Wow. He'll go straight three to the four. tribunal. Has to be. Has to be because it's off the ball, right? So, so this not, is on uh, Murphy from the Pies, off-ball incident. He wasn't happy. Late in the game. Murphy. So there was some pro- provocation there because they were going at each other, right, Abby? But because it's off the ball, it sort of has to be graded intentional because you can't say, well, I was going for the footy. He gets him high, right, and he concusses him. And so Nathan Murphy's going to miss next week. Mm. So that's already affected two games. Therefore, the impact has to be severe, and that's straight to the tribunal, a four-match suspension. And, Daisy, that's <sighs> that's the other, I guess, aspect of, of what you're talking about is the action you know, you're saying that there's nothing in it, but the result of that is that Murphy was concussed and he's going to miss a week of footy. Yeah, I've got no issues with that one because there's actually an outcome. All I'm saying is that in such a combative game when you're tackling people to the ground and the potential to cause injury, when you start to take that in, and I get the point that we're trying to protect people's heads, but if you half go through a tackle and end up with someone in a compromised position and then stop, You've sort of already made and committed to it, so then you stop and then they end up in a dangerous position. It's an argument I'm not going to win, and I completely understand that. I'm just taking the player's side. As always, the other big talking point out of the weekend, and this absolutely pissed me right off, the booing of Jason Horn francis Mm. This needs to be cut out. Kenny Hinckley was very strong in his words post-game, not only at the fans, but also he had a real swipe at you, Jay-Z, and your colleagues in the media Abby Holmes and I were pumped up for how good we're doing, but you were absolutely <laughs> clipped and your colleagues for going after this young kid, deplorable, not good enough. I wouldn't want it happening to my 19-year-old son. Mm. Couldn't agree more with Kenneth. Your take on all of that. I loved his stand. Yep. However, I can't think of one article which was over the top. Can you name one? Because I read it's, everything. It's, it's, I read it's everything. It's not the article so that's it? over the top. It's how many there are. The, the, well, well, name one. Name one that's been critical. Jay, if you type in Jason Horn Francis, you could spend an hour and a half scrolling weekly interviews and articles of what he's doing. It is constant no matter when we talk about or talked about North Melbourne last year, every question and every narrative was around Jason Horn Francis. Even now, North Melbourne, it's are they better? They've got Sheasel because of Jason Horn Francis. And then you go to the Port Adelaide games now, and every question is, well, what did the kid do? How's the kid playing? Why are they booing him? So it might not be articles in terms of the actual level of what's written in them, but it's the amount of attention this kid's getting that I think Kenny is, is calling out. Slightly different view. I think it's actually the social media and the football fans and the people who are angry. Like Jason Orn Francis has sort of played the villain in some way, right? And I think that um, the Melbourne-based fans didn't like the fact that he walked out on his football club. I see a lot of – after round one, right, I, I could show you 20 positive articles talking about, yeah. oh, look, he's back to being the number one pick. And Kane Corns was at, was going crazy with how good this kid's going to be. I think the media have been largely positive about it only because I read everything and I, I do count them all and I see it being overly positive. Yes, he's been talked about a lot. But I've seen it largely in a positive manner. There's been some social media stuff. Oh, look here, he didn't chase, he didn't do the defensive action. But I haven't read a story about that yet. So but that's not what Ken's this, talking about, this, though, is it, Abs? This, Ken, isn't, Ken is... this isn't a kid who's walked out on a footy club. This is a kid who wanted to go home. There's a difference. There's, this is a guy who's very close with his mum. He's an SA boy. You know, he's from South Adelaide Footy Club, so Keegan, obviously my partner, has had a fair bit to do with him. This is a boy who's 18 years old last year and he purely wanted to go home. Mm -hmm. That, to me, shouldn't be seen as somebody that's walked out on a footy club and and is the villain and, and earns the right to get booed. I think it's bullshit.
Yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I hate the booing. I don't understand. And I, I loved the the vision post match. Yeah, Ken Hinckley yep. going. He ran out onto that ground. I don't think I've ever seen Ken Hinckley move as quick as he did, nor smile as much as he did. But he went straight to Jason Horn Francis, and and Horn Francis in that last quarter versus Western Bulldogs, eleven disposals, four clearances, five inside fifties, seven contested possessions. He asked Jason Horn Francis at three quarter time to go out there and play footy and have fun and do whatever he can, be a contested ball as we know that he is, and and that's exactly what that kid did. And Kenny couldn't have been prouder. And I I, I was so happy to see that vision. If yep. you want a comparison, Jay Z, think mm-hmm. of Ollie Henry. So Ollie Henry goes, walks out on a football club, goes home forty minutes down a road. Yep. He gets booed when he plays his old club. Brilliant, good theatre. Yep. But every other week he just goes about his business. We don't write articles about Ollie Henry and how good or how poorly he's going, rightfully or wrongfully. Jason Horn Francis, yes, he's a number one pick, but it, you know if you're comparing apples to apples, this is where the attention comes and the articles. I know that you're going to stick up for your brethren and uh, in the. I media. just haven't read them. I just haven't read one story. I haven't seen I'll one find, story. I'll find so you. If you do it, send it to me because I don't think they exist. But And Kane Corn's now deciding to pump up Jason Horn Francis after going after him for a year. I don't think you can cause and say that he's him. now supporting him. It's a little bit like Ginevan. He almost ended his career by saying he shouldn't be carrying on with a GoPro and started a public pile on, then bleached his hair and thought it was all okay. Anyway, that's a story for another day. <laughs> the Hawks, they... Right, we've got mixed opinions on that. We do. It's good. Opinions are great. <laughs> GWS got up just over the Hawks, but Chad Wingard Ooh. is having surgery for a lacerated Tongue. Yuck. Yeah, I didn't watch a whole lot of this game. It looks quite close <laughs> in the end, and uh, GWS just got up, which is good for my tipping, which has been shocking. How um, bad are they going, though, GWS, in all seriousness? They were unimpressive. I didn't see any of it. Were they unimpressive? Well, I didn't see a minute of it. Yep. I was in the out of nah. drinking beers, but yeah. I assume the fact that they've run, the Hawks have run them to two points. Well, yeah, like, and Hawthorne almost stole it. So Jarman MP had yep. a kick from 50 with, what, 20 seconds to go, and it dropped 10 centimetres short. Yeah. Like, if that had gone through, obviously Hawks win. But um, I, I think you make a valid point because you look at the talent, Abby, and all the high mm. picks and everything that oh. GWS got. Hawthorne would love to have all that. So you're right. And this is the second week that I think GWS then have been poor because they were average against the Bombers as well. So remember, Kingsley gave them a spray at three-quarter time. So this is mm-hmm. definitely a flat patch for a right. club trying to embed a new game style. What about your headlines? We're coming to the end of an absolutely awesome edition of the Footy Talk podcast. <laughs> Give us your three big headlines of the Gather Round weekend, yep. wherever you're going to this one, and give us number three to start He's off been with. very protective of these, I might add. Hides them from me, and I'm sitting half a metre away from he him. Yeah, so. I my hand. He could anyway. be a pharmacist the way this bloke writes. True. Um, <clears throat> now, just check, if you're after a good laugh, check out my Twitter feed, because after the oh, Zach Merritt story shameless plug. yesterday, the abuse I've caught from Essendon fans, they're next level, the Bomber fans, I tell you. Yeah. They're, like, I'm afraid someone's going to steal my pet cat or something like that. Daisy's doing it. First Daisy headline is... Bomber blow up. Essendon fans lose their cool over Zach Merritt's suspension. Ooh. I get it. Clarky Herald Sun, check it out. There's some amusing stuff in there. <laughs> Second one, Ross. Clarky, Clarky Ro- Herald Sun. Are <laughs> you shamelessly plugging <laughs> your own Twitter feed I'm actually for followers to, in? I'm about to bin Twitter. How, how, many, how many followers you got? Haven't checked. Oh, don't tell, tell us in the Come nearest on. one. You can know. I can I go with um, – tell you what, none of them are happy with me at the minute over this. <laughs> Name Merrick and shame thing. somebody. Give <clears> someone a clip. <laughs> Second one. We touched on this earlier. <laughs> Ross regret. Should Ooh. the Blues have Ooh. picked up uh, Rossi Lyon? Isn't he going well at St Kilda? And third one, tongue lashing. Chad Wingard suffers most bizarre injury of the season. There's your headlines for your Monday morning, Daisy. 
Bomber wow. blow up, Ross regret and tongue lashing. Every well, Marinoff the... did that in the AFLW in I think the second or third season too. I think I've got a photo. I'll see if I can tongue. find it. Yeah. Horrific. Is the fastest healing part of your body though your tongue? Yeah. So that is good news for the Chad. We hope and wish him a very speedy recovery. Hey team, you've been outstanding. I've been Daisy Thomas as always. This has been the Footy Talk podcast. If you've got a question or you want to get involved, jump on the Instagram at Footy Talk underscore pod or TikTok Footy Talk pod. Tomorrow it's Joey and Rui on your Footy Talk podcast. Abby Holmes, you're a star. Jay Z Clark, you're a star. I am doing my very best. Have yourselves a wonderful week. Bye. Listener.